going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Lone Wolf Podcast. I'm your host, Wolfson. And today's episode, there's a special guest in the building who's been in and out in the industry and knows anything that needs to be said about today's topic. He's going to be a series regular in the show that will be coming over and get some more insights and knowledge from the music industry, the one and only Archie Bruce. And today's topic, we're going to talk about demo submissions to these labels and why you shouldn't even send it. I know, I know. Hold your horses. What kind of crap are you talking about? Not sending my music to my label. Well, hold on, hold on, hold your horses. That is not what I'm saying, okay? I'm saying not to send it to these labels that have demo submissions or demo uh, emails because most of the time or 90% of the time, they're bogus. And we're going to go deep and dive into this and explore the whys, the reality of it. Why is it better to send it to these blots? Why is it better to focus on your music? Some pros and cons and our recommendation to what to do in this scenario. This is definitely a crucial episode for everybody that feels that their music is to that level of profession and it's up there and but don't know whether it's a good idea to just send it to these labels or to the blogs or even to other artists to see what's up or even self-release. So this is this episode that you guys should take a look at or listen to. So be sure to like and subscribe to my channel for your weekly episodes at the Lone Wolf Podcast for Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and High Heart Radio. As well as you can also check it out on um, the video version at YouTube at LoneWolfPod.com. That's LoneWolfPod.com, where you can check all my latest episodes. You can also follow me at any of my social medias at Wolves and Music for any updates. Okay, now, without further ado, let's get started. This is the Lone Wolf Podcast. You're oh. good. All right. All right, here we go. You ready, man? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Lone Wolf Podcast. Today's topic, don't send your demos to these record labels and just make great music. And today's topic, we're bringing someone very special to me. He's a colleague, a co-worker for me, and he has much more Info and knowledge and insights in the industry and how these record labels work since he was part of it, since he used to own one. So we're going to go deep and dive into this. So everybody, please welcome Archie. What's going on, Archie? What's good, man? What's good? Thanks for having me on. Appreciate you. No, man. Always, man. Happy happy for you to be here, man. So yeah, just tell uh, for the listeners and the viewers, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, first of all... Um uh started got my start uh doing lighting and grip uh doing films uh and then got more into well actually i used to be what do you would call it back in the days first of all i'm not a spring chicken so <laughs> <laughs> the concept of music and recording and everything the way it is now in in, in 2020 man is like totally different from where i come from man i'm I'm pretty up there. I'll tell you my age, maybe a couple of episodes down the line. <laughs> yeah, just just keep it to yourself. You know, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I got my first start actually um, working on computers, um, and I used to go to recording studios 
and work on, you know, as far as like boosting the RAM up. Because back then, a computer technician and computers was really the last thing because everything was like mitted in. It was no USB and all these different VSTs. And, and even back then, man, like in order to be a producer, you had to have a lot of money just to be a producer. You just couldn't like go buy a laptop and a MIDI keyboard and make a record. Back then, you had to have somebody backing you with some big money to even like touch the, the, the landscape or even thinking about doing a song. I mean, the first thing you had to do, you had to go buy a drum machine. The drum machines that was out then is like the MPC 2000. That was running you about 1200 bucks just for the machine. Then you had to get the expansion card to, st- to store your sounds on floppy disks. So before you even <laughs> touch the surface with drum machines, then you had to get MIDI cables. You had to get a sound module to produce your sounds. And so each keyboard will run you maybe like eight, nine thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars for one keyboard with maybe like six hundred, maybe five hundred some stock sounds in it. And I mean, like you really had to know your stuff back then to uh, get into the pro- producer game. But in short, yeah, um, I got my start uh, in networking at studios and building studios, and from being around and meeting so many big big artists and stuff like that. I kind of got the niche to produce and make beats and write songs and stuff like that. So, so yeah, I've, I've been, I've been around, been around the block. I've been working with a bunch of labels. I used to do stuff for power 96, uh, with the Babalu bad boys. They moved to, uh, Orlando. They have a show down there. And, um, I got my, uh, other first star with the guy, DJ fingerprints. I think he's still at power 96 right now. He does a lot of, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't know. I don't listen much to radio, but... No. <laughs> well, yeah, mostly DJs. And then um, my tech skills I got from a buddy I met. used to travel with Two Live Crew. His name, he had a um, company called... Uh, 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 what was this called? Um, not Convertible Bass, but... Um, uh, holy crap. Kurt gonna kill me to find out I don't remember his company. Oh, <laughs> um, God, dog. What was his company? So now well, people, anyway, are, long, yeah, people are now starting to figure out. It's like, all right, I know how old this guy is now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to see how my mind goes in and out. Yeah. But it was Miami Base. Miami Base, they was the originators uh, with Two Light Crew and Chinaman and all them guys of the bass sound. You know, and so working with them and working with a bunch of videographers and then my computer skills. I just was in that, I was in that era, man. And I just fit right in, met a lot of people and, you know, built studios. I had my own label. I used to run for since 2000 and I think about five. And, uh, I just dissolved it. Uh, maybe like, uh, three years ago, I just couldn't keep the, the upkeep on managing two warehouses um, having people there to sit there and manage the money and stuff like that. So long story short, I got a bit of my start doing all that stuff. So yeah, I'm here. Still here. Yeah, still here, <laughs> man. That's what we all do, man. We all yeah. got a little bit, but I know with, every time I talk to you, I it's like you always keep opening more doors to me, you know, more, more knowledge, stuff that I'm 
but probably I'm not fully aware. And then you just say stuff and I'm like, damn, bro, that's actually a good point, you know, because like I would have never thought about it the way the way you think is making me think differently on certain subjects, you know? Yeah, and it's yeah. and I'm I'm always intrigued talking to you about all this stuff and stuff because obviously you and me are be, have been in the industry still are in in more or less in the behind the scenes but we but we also see all the stuff that's happening in the industry and see all the changes that are happening and it's it's very interesting how all this is like completely different to what it to what it is now to what it was yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely, that's that's a uh, awesome way to think about it because the way we came up uh, in music, first of all, you had to have uh, pretty much the total package when you wanted to get into the industry back then. You actually had to have a producer, you a producer that actually believes in you to make music mm. for you. If not. You was yeah. paying a thousand or twelve hundred dollars for somebody to give you a stem or a track or something that we would do and sell right now on SoundClick for like or leasing beats for little or nothing. You yeah. had to have three thousand, two thousand dollars just to get a beat. And so it was just untouchable at that time, man. You had to have a freaking team or some drug guy, you know. Pumping, you I mean, know, it doesn't have to be from drugs, but no. Listen, let me tell you something. Back oh. then, to trust the artist or to even venture off into the entertainment business back then, it was like pretty much ran by like the underground scene. So you had to have somebody who would actually invest in you. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, it would have been the, it, it's the people that are in your area. And most of those guys are not lawyers. <laughs> Jesus, and people or wonder. To invest in some idea of I'm going to be a, a singer, a rapper. That was this unheard of. So, yeah. I uh, how did he? How did these like people? get inside the studios like I, they just walking around it's like hey i'm a i'm a producer i'm a i'm an artist i do this is that like how how would they back then how was it when you were giving away your demo how do you even present yourself because i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure nine times out of ten of all the people i've seen and dealt with uh when i used to work at the clevelander mm-hmm. when the djs are spinning the people come over to the dj stage and i'm like what are you doing and he's like, oh, I got this demo, this fire beat, man. Got to tell the DJ, uh, like, yo, you should play this because it'll make everybody dance. And I'm like, we don't we don't have CDs anymore. <laughs> he must have been from my era. <laughs> well, I didn't tell him that. But in my mind, it's like, like, all right, I don't want to cross his dreams right here, right now. <laughs> but... Hey, how did they do it back then? Because I, I'm still seeing it today, and today is much more a little bit different because people are just like rely on either either going to these demo submissions that these record labels have on their websites. It's like, hey, just submit your demo here, or or their emails, or even sometimes I like I kid you not, Archie. I've seen people going on other people's social media. It's like on the artists of a labels. 
It's like, yo, you should you should check out my stuff, man. You should check out my Firebase. Go check on SoundCloud. Go and check out this. Or even the DMs, they go to these pages. Like, it's ridiculous. And people sometimes don't realize that that shit doesn't work. And I, I believe yeah. it never does. But I want to ask you, how, how did... How did it was back then? So usually if somebody had some kind of talent, they either were seen doing like, uh, they'll go to, but mainly you, they'll have um, open mics or you go to a club mm. and they'll say, okay, Thursday night we'll have open, open mic. Somebody can come up perform or one of the club owners or knows a friend who has a label and the artist will come perform at a club or something right. like that. And then they'll also throw in like, you know, four or five artists that they consider popular around the area and they'll let them go and perform on stage and stuff like that. But it's, it's funny that you say um, people walk up with tapes and demos to really look at how the music industry is happening now. Everything always goes back to which it started. So when you had a, a were able to get a song recorded, the first thing you did was most of the artists who had that grind spirit, they'll be at the gas station. They'll be at the storefront. They'll be having a bunch of CDs in their trunk. On McDonald's, bro. McDonald's. And they'll go and solicit these CDs to you, hoping that for some reason you would take the CD, put this in your car. You say, oh, that's pretty cool. But now... I think that they're trying to grasp on the originality concept of it because um, any video or new artist that you see that is too polished, perfect video, vocals perfect, mm. the girl look good, the guy, you know, look like a model, whatever. There, A lot of people stay away from those because it has no originality. And when I say no originality, I mean social media is taking over because of watching uh, people with talent in an environment that you would consider yourself in. So you would see them singing in their bedroom and you say, oh, look at all this junk on the floor. But subconsciously, you look at that and say, wow, she's talented and you gravitate to that because they're showing you how they live. It's not unreachable. If you see a super pretty beautiful artist. She seems good. She's doing it. She's in a big mansion and she got pulled right. and all this. You feel disconnected from that artist because that's not reality. And mm. so the social media has made things so upfront and that you see everything for what it is. You'll know when somebody putting a filter on their camera, you know, when somebody's enhancing their looks on camera, you know, how did people grasp that you're enhancing their looks before you didn't know that? But social media has made things so organic until you only gravitate to something that looks real. All of the fake stuff is kind of like, you know, injections, butt injections. But you know what it's like? Oh, you know what I mean? So people gravitate. So people are trying to grasp that. Hey, could you listen to my CD aspect? And hopefully their personality causes you to say, well, okay, he kept bugging me the whole time, pumping my gas. I'll play this music. They just need you to hear it one time and so that you remember them. So when you see them on TV, oh, I remember this guy used to give me a seat at the gas station. And then that's how they kind of build followers now to me. 
Um, so yeah, I think they're trying to grab the originality originality concept because it makes uh people who see them feel like it's obtainable. Like, wow, I can do it. Look what he's singing at. And that's why everybody's doing the same thing. And so, yeah, in in short, but I was kind of long, not sure, but (laughs) just a little, little explanation, I guess, if you want to call it, (laughs) but I, you know, like I, I, I failed for that. You know, when I was doing all this, um, I want to send my demo to this uh, certain label and or this certain label. And the way I looked at it is that I'm not just going to focus on one. I'm just going to focus on all of them and whichever snatches hits. All right, I'm going with them and work with them alone. It, it, it has worked, but I noticed that some of these demo submissions that these labels put out there, I call it their bogus because... Every release that I've heard so far for all of these labels that I follow with, with, the, with the ones that have their devil submission and emails, I haven't seen or heard a new, like a new artist rising up. Like most of the releases, they're all people that I've known that I'm, I'm, I'm aware of what's happening. So like, it just, it makes me notice like, um, okay, it's, if if it does work, it's either a every demo every demo that being submitted is tastes or sounds like garbage. But that's kind of that's kind of a little bit far fetched because I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of artists or DJs like out of the thousands that out of the thousands there are nationwide across the world. There has to be like a small percentage in which their music is amazing. But it's not being recognizable. For instance, I have a homie. His name is Chavalo. Shout out to you, bro. Um, his music is phenomenal. And I always tell him, like, yo, your stuff is sick. Like, I don't know how you're not signed up to any of these labels. Like, and he, he has told me before, like, you know, he tried to go to one of these people, but you know, no, no hurt, no word from them. So I don't know if it's more of a word of mouth or is it like I know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. Because if that's the narrative, if that's how it is, then what's the whole point of having these demo links or these demo emails? At that point, I believe that's just that's just something so they can, you know, they'll have something so people don't bother in their main emails or something, you know? I don't know what what to think of it because I feel I stop I stop sending them because it's like bro there ain't nobody's gonna listen you know it's like only two or three people have probably listened and responded me back from him and they said that my music is awesome but all the hundreds of emails that I send or submissions like nah and I checked every day and the stats like nobody's listened to it so like it just keeps backing up stuff from me that I already know it's like man that this is bogus their their stuff is not. It's like and people still keep sending them and and now they're going to that route that you were talking about you know using social media as a as a means to like you know get in yeah noticing me you know notice me look what I do look what I got and then they start doing like the whole bombarding everyone's DMs and whatnot they check out my music on um, everyone's comments 
every time I have somebody comment on my post, it's like, yo, go check out my music. Bro, I replied to them as like, yo, no. <laughs> that's not how you that's not how you approach somebody. <laughs> Treat me like a human being, not a fucking robot, all right? <laughs> but you know it's funny you say that because um for some reason also uh well just to just to go on the point about about soliciting your music to labels, mm. you have to realize that labels are only only going to focus on people who are already pretty much in the limelight. So nine times out of 10, nobody's in the limelight right now. When I mean limelight, I'm not talking about YouTube and all that stuff. I'm talking about like American Idol, mm. uh, big shows like that. The four that Cal and them tried to put out. Mm. Well, not try. They did. X was a good show. So they go on these shows uh, with a major uh, following on, on networks and then the label uh, would look at somebody like that opposed to somebody who's not that famous like that because they have a little bit more leverage. They've already solid- solid- solicited themselves on a network so they understand um, in, a, in short how to get screwed. So yeah. when you go, when you go on a major network like that, you have to sign all that paperwork mm-hmm. to get on there and sing. And you also notice that a lot of those artists put music out on on iTunes and Apple. Look at the labels and see who's uh, uh, distributing all this music. Even to our knowledge, they're not signed to a label, but for some reason they have music on iTunes. Nobody never thinks about that. That's because when you sign on those networks, there's a label involved in those networks that can that can take your music and put it out and you don't have a deal. Oh, I never thought about that. All those artists you see on American Idol that really make it far and that sound good. Yeah. Every one of them have a song on iTunes, Apple or whatever it is, their streaming service. So how do you put a song out and you don't have a record deal? Oh, wow. Uh-huh. So <laughs> they're already in the system pretty much. <laughs> so when They're you get already deal, screwing yourself in, into the industry. Welcome. It, 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 exactly. So, But it's not like they get screwed. You know, I mean, they get the the popularity. They Their parents and their moms and friends see them on a big network. And inside their head, that's the big dream, just to have some type of exposure. And they do get that. And they do make some money and uh, collab with other big artists. But, you know, it's just like a primer to <laughs> get art- artists already zombified so they won't be fine you when the, when the deal comes. <laughs> like, hey, this he won American Idol. I bet you when he met, went American Idol, his deal is already said. He's already signed. Yeah. <laughs> so he just gets transferred over to the next to building. The next, right. <laughs> so, I, but, like, yeah. I always learned that on record labels, you're going to end up getting screwed. You just need to look at the deals so you could get screwed less. Yeah. And it's yeah. and I'm not throwing a shade to any of the labels. It's just it's the reality of it. That's that's how it is, you know. Like any record label, 
obviously you're gonna get yourself screwed in the sense like we're there we're we i want my music to be on your label what is the label gonna get for you like what's their leverage on you why are we gonna invest on you you know so obviously we need to take something from you for we to actually take this project of yours and i'm like yeah it, it's a it's a you know it's a 50 50 from there but you still you're still gonna like most of the time you you don't own your masters unless you actually fight for it and I don't know how I, how would you would you would you be like sending demos like that like would you if you see a label that you want to go would you still go to that demo and continue to send them stuff if they My haven't advice, responded to you um uh, I don't think I've ever uh experienced a uh, getting some type of uh, advance in in that way, like an artist would. I was more producing and behind the scenes, so I would meet like ARs with artists. You know, say, "Yo, you know, Archie, we need some beats. We need this." I'll give them the music, and I end up meeting the ARs, which were like the people who were the gateway to a, a non-artist. Uh, yeah, stale. And so the thing was for producers was to get close with the ARs. And then the A&Rs take your music and then they solicit the music for you. They say, hey, man, I got a good top producer. He does this, does it. And it's almost like a sub label within a major label. So the A&R yeah. is like the producer gatekeeper for the new artist. They'll actually go find, oh, man, this artist is tight. I'm not going to take him to the label. So what I'll do is I'll put my own money behind him. And I got these top producers I've just met at this concert. The music is fire. We'll put a little project together. And then I'll take them to the label as a package deal. Right. And, you know, and yeah. So (laughs) kind of a sneaky way to get their hands in the pot before the label gets it. So, And that's something that most up and comers and beginners don't even know that. I mean, obviously, I can't, I can't you know, fault for them from that because obviously they don't know. I would have never know. I would have never guessed it unless somebody else inside the industry or somebody inside the label will tell me otherwise, you know. But, you know, I, I guess that's how people get very desperate. And it's like, man, whatever it takes to get me the exposure, I'll do it, you know. Yeah. But they don't realize like how much, how they're going to screw themselves up by doing so, you know. Yeah, I mean, but, well, and most of them don't have degrees in in in, in right business. So, and now, uh, since the playing field has gotten so leveraged because of the self distribution you can do with your own music, Pro Tools is giving opportunities to artists to make money using obviously using Pro Tools, and then sign up for. For, you know, yeah, for Avid and, and all that crap. You can submit all your music and get your royalties and all this stuff. And so it's it's really hard right now to even uh explain to someone the concept of getting signed. When people say record label, they think of people who are already signed. When you, we think of underground artists and artists that want to get seen, mm-hmm. these are all the people that are on social media who are soliciting music that they've created a separation. There's artists. And then there's the social media kind of 
like is the new underground. Like before it used to be the major labels and then the underground labels who get all everything. Yep. Yeah, don't have to pay the program directors and all that crap to play your music. But um, and, but <laughs> yeah, that that's something I, that's very interesting because that's something I actually wanted to get to talk about with you is like, like the way I'm seeing in today's world, you know, like obviously, if you wanna you wanna get well known, you know, that the new norm as it says, like I wanna be well, to be known a well dubstep producer, I had to get signed up with this certain people, you know, but that's not that's not basically true yes it's awesome it'll be dope a great exposure great fame for you and for the label you know like you sign up with one of the dopest labels but it's not necessarily you know and i actually want to talk to you about like what what is it better to focus on your music and have it itself released now that we got actually got the tools for it or just you know just continue uh, sticking you know shooting your shots to these labels like what do you think about that what's your take on it well first of all you, you have to the artist has to know what he's trying to do number one mm. it's not just i want to be a singer and okay where does that energy and that dream start you just can't say i want to be a singer and next year i'm going to be making records that doesn't happen like that so the artist has to have some type of um, understanding of what an artist is and who they are as an artist. Nine times out of 10, for my advice, if you want to be in the music business, the first thing you, you need to do is find out if you really love to do it or you just want to make some money. If you just want to make some money, this probably is not the thing you want to do. It ain't for you. Trust me. It yeah. ain't for you. Nope. And and so an artist who's really into artistry is going to do this without a label. Mm. He's going to continuously create music and he won't look for anything to come back to him. It's just something that he's, it's in his spirit and he loves to do it every day. He wants to go buy keyboards. He wants to go buy this sound module. He wants to go buy this VST because he loves to do it. And when you start that way, you're not worrying about getting recognized by a label. Now, if you mm. obviously by doing doing that, you're going to run across people that do the same things because you're going to hang in the same spots. You're going to be in the same venues. You're going to go to a artist retreat or a big showcase where a bunch of producers are going to meet and you're going to listen to music. So nine times out of 10, an artist who wants to be in the industry is going to go to those venues. And when they go to those venues, they connect, they meet people, they network, and then just to collaborate. And then if their music is that good, that networking will then keep growing and keep growing and growing. And then they'll become an artist. Now people say, I want to be an artist. They go get the hair done to the video and wonder why their music isn't out five years down the line. Right. It's because that's not what an artist is. You want to be a model. That's not an artist. <laughs> an IG model, to be precise. <laughs> yeah, they, they want to be models. Those are not real artists. So, And, and also, especially with this COVID-19, and oh, I've yeah. talked to you about this before, like, man, you know what's going to happen? Everybody's going to be making music and putting music out. And it went totally left because in a nutshell, 
people who don't have the talent to do it won't have the talent to do it when it's available to do it. So if they have an opportunity to put a record out, a label just, hey, we're doing so bad, we'll sign anybody. They won't know how to get signed because they're not, they don't have the talent or the passion or the know-how to do it, to take advantage of a COVID-19, everybody's home. And so, yeah, no matter how easy it is, if you don't have the talent, no matter how easy it is to get the money, you're not going to be able to get it because you just don't got it. Straight up. <laughs> Straight up, guys. We're, this is what the, the Lone Wolf podcast is all about, man. We're exposing the truth and being brutally honest to you guys. So we're not going to bullshit to anybody. And, you know, this is actually some stuff that you guys need to know. And we want you to know, you know, because not everybody, I, I never... I never knew about this type of stuff. I had to find it the hard way, you know, and I'm pretty sure Archie has done it the same way, you know, had to find it the hard way and whatnot. And, and, you know, you or to all our listeners, no, just know that you guys are very lucky to have people like us that we actually want to help out others, you know, and guide you guys a little bit, you know, because we, because we've seen the results, you know, we've seen the, the end, the end game of this, you know, and, We're just trying to push people to the right direction. Like if it's, if this is what you really want, man, do some of these steps, man. Just follow what uh, what we say because, you know, this is how it helps you, helps us to grow as a community and have much more talented people out there, you know, instead of having fake ass people out there just in it for the money and the fame. And we see that a lot. Like, especially on Instagram and Twitter or like any social media, it doesn't really matter. We see that a lot, even outside of it on the industry. Like, God, bro, do you have no idea how many DJs that I know that they suck ass? <laughs> They're very talentless. They don't do half of the work yet. They get better shows than me and they got getting better recognized to these A&Rs and managements and artist than I do and it always puzzles me it's like how the fuck bro how the <laughs> fuck and it's because unfortunately in today's world we're we're being run down by social media we've been run down was like how many followers does this guy can get me you know oh shoot this guy just posted this and got like 200 lights man I can use those 200 lights on our label <laughs> yep I mean, hey. and I'm not saying that all labels are that are like that, you know? No, no, no. Because there are definitely labels that, that definitely are for the community and they do help out. I mean, just recently, I told you that this record label, Disciple Recordings, I love all those guys and I've met with those. I met with the owner and what they did is basically they open up because of this whole COVID-19, they want everybody to like stay indoors and Those who actually have the talent to produce, they're giving them a chance. It's like, hey, we're making a remix compilation. We're giving away all these stamps. We're giving you 12 different songs from our label with the stamps and everything. Make the best remix. You can submit one. You can submit all of them. We're going to choose and listen to them and we'll choose the best one. Which is the best one? It's going to be on the, on the compilation. And it's going to give a, a shout out, an exposure, a, 
a a regular remix deal that you know typically will get, and you'll get a one on one with the label, one on one with the artist that you remix with. Like when I see labels do that stuff, they're in it for the community, man. And that's I I admired it a lot. A lot of people don't do that. A lot of labels don't do that. No, most of them they just want you know. And sometimes they don't even want people. They just want like whatever is hot and whatever's they got with the, within their own group, you know. So it's it's sad. It saddens me that you know all these people that they're definitely trying. They they keep shooting their shots on the these demo submissions or these demo emails, and and they're always you know mad about it. It's like why I don't get I don't get any feedback. Oh, nobody's answered me. And then believe it or not, that gets a little bit depressed. <laughs> when you get a little rejection, oh well, not rejection. Rejection is more of a clearance. It's like, oh, at least they hear it. You get depressed <laughs> when they don't answer you for a month or a year or so. You know, don't don't you think like, don't you get like a little bit down in the sense of, damn, bro, like I haven't heard from them in a while. I don't even know whether my song is good or bad. I just need to. I just need to know whether, hey. I'm, I prefer to have an open closure. Like if they say they, they like my song, but it's not in it for them. I respect that. At least they actually took their time, listen to the song and say, hey, man, we love it, but it's not for us or it's not for us right now. Keep sending us more stuff, stuff like that. I was like, I respect that, man. But if you don't tell me anything, then that just tells me they're not even listening. They're just it's just a spam folder. That's what I was looking for. That's for <laughs> That's the label spam folder, you know. And I keep telling people, don't do that, bro. Don't do that. Just, just focus on your music, man. Just focus on your music. What do you, what do you think about that? Well, I'll give you an, an analogy. If you're driving in your car mm. and you see a beautiful girl on the side of uh, the sidewalk walking on the beach, yeah, the level of your of her beauty will be how long you look at her. If she just have nice legs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on. If she just has nice legs, go, oh, God, that girl has some nice legs. She got a nice butt. Oh, girl, got a nice butt. Got nice boobs. Oh, got a nice boobs. But when you see somebody walking down the street and it seems like butterflies flying out of her butt, it's like, holy crap, your neck is going all <laughs> the way. <laughs> you're going to say, holy crap, look at that, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and it, it's the same way with music. And maybe you just met or introduced your music to somebody at a time where you're not that polished. Mm. But if they hear some good stuff, they are not going to let you get away. If I had a lot of money and I heard a country artist that I don't do any country music and I heard this guy singing and know how to play the guitar and whatever he's doing has this like wild factor to it. I'm going to try to figure out how can I what can I do with this guy? Let me get his number. Let me do this. It's the same way. Real talent will find a place for you no matter who who it is. If you have it, nobody's going to let you get away if you have it. Now, unfortunately, there are all the thirst trap artists who 
you know, yeah, they solicit uh, <laughs> adult material to get you to look at their videos, their music, whatever, boo, 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 whatever, whatever. And then you hear it and it's like, oh, okay, sound like this guy. And you never hear from nobody else again because they're not talent. They probably just got some money to put a, put a video out. But like the analogy, if it's that good, you're going to look. And if it's not that good, you're going to look and say, hmm, okay, pretty cute. But you're going to keep driving. Oh. But if it's some fire walking down the street, you're going to like, oh, you're going to keep driving, but... <laughs> yeah, so it was it was just on... a pass by. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. all right, keep driving. <laughs> so what you're saying is that what these guys were telling me is like, I'm the beautiful, cute person. It's like, all right, cool. That's cute for you. <laughs> Damn, that's some fucked up shit. Yeah, you ain't there yet. But, but <laughs> yeah, basically, I ain't there yet. But I rather. I like your honesty, though. <laughs> no, it definitely is like you. If you but it makes sense. It makes sense. If you run into a person that produces like they were born to do it and they're doing some things that you never even thought on on Ableton and this guy doesn't know what to do. He's like, I'm just trying to find out how can I get started? I guarantee you'll make a space for that dude in your life. They try to say, hey, come here, man. Let me show you what's going on. And you know why you're going to do it? Because you got talent, raw talent. And you see it. Mm. You're like, holy crap. Man, it took me freaking about five years to do this. This man been doing this like it's nothing. You know what I mean? But it's You'll find it. a space for him. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, talent. Always wins. Will, so you so so you always believe that talent will always be bigger than the the talentless ones that actually promote a lot of the half naked body shit on social media and whatnot. Mm, talent will make a space for you in the industry. Mm. Now the people who get further than other people who are less talented to you and seem to get further, nobody is going to deal with you like that unless they can take advantage of you. So if you're vulnerable in some ways, as far as like maybe you'll work for free, you'll hand out my flyers for free. Mm -hmm. I just want to be in the industry kind of dude. I just want to be around. They will say, all right, come on. And they'll, you would see them and you would, it, it would seem like they're further than you because they're on certain venues. But trust me, behind closed doors, they are the lowest person on the totem pole. They get no respect because they're getting taken advantage of and they don't mind getting taken advantage of. So it's so, more of a form of a desperation? It's, it's pretty much somebody so desperate, but down the line, They'll see their they'll they'll see their worth, and hopefully they would have made some connections uh, while they're working with these people or whoever right. it is, and they can get a a break. But a talentless person and a talented person, and if you see the non-talented person go further than the talented person, it's only because of one thing: they're getting taken advantage of. Mm. That's the only reason you keep them around because they have some value that could help you do something. 
and you don't have to pay them and you don't have to give them an explanation why they had you they'll just do it they'll just like yeah yeah okay i'll be there at eight o'clock and have you standing in a freaking in the front of a freaking warehouse for four hours and they'll come up oh sorry about that man you know i had to do my car and you won't say nothing Mm. (laughs) and you just go get the records we gotta go to the concert that kind of sounds a bit of my story or someone else's story for the people I worked with. When once when I when I used to work in the in the promotion games, it was kind of something like that. But at least I I did it because I had no job, so I was like, "What is it that I got to lose?" You know, and yeah. this gives me a little bit of a step of foot forward in, in the door in the industry. And, you know, I, I've I've mentioned I talked about this in my previous episodes about my experience here in South Florida as a DJ promoter. Right. Like I, 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 I will always tell people is like if you're very talented at making music and you want to DJ, like focus more on your music. Don't go to these promoting promoting companies like don't do it. Just focus on your music. I, I, oh, I'm an advocate of that. It's like if you're very talented, like go just make music. Someone will notice you, you know. But if you're that desperate and you want to make music and you want and you want to DJ in these spots and whatnot, then by all means, you know. And it may end up even good for you too because that way you know how shady the industry really is, you know, and how much you have to like be careful not to get taken advantage of it, you know. And I always, yeah, I always tell uh, stuff like that. But believe it or not, I did it. I did took advantage of it because it's fans of of that. I managed to meet some A and R people, some manage managements, and big well known artists in the industry, and I'm happy that I actually talk to them on a daily basis. But I actually want to circle you back into earlier when you were talking about the ANRs about knowing the ANRs. Do you think that knowing an ANR will give you a step forward into the to the record label that this ANR works for, and whether if you're talent or talentless, would that even help you even more? Does it it does evolve more on the music or on the how many followers or likes you get on any of the social medias? Is there is there some form of involvement into that? Um, like I said, um, a an r is pretty much he artist uh, representative. So their job is to go find new talent. Unfortunately, um, someone with really good talent. The ANR not only knows the label, he knows other labels, he knows other people, he knows other right. studios and all this kind of stuff. It definitely is a link uh, to you getting further, but depending on which person you're dealing with, it could help or hinder what you're trying to do. But the only good thing about that is if you do happen to get uh, close with an ANR, he has a lot of networking tools that mm-hmm. you could take advantage of. Now, he definitely will get a cut of whatever you're doing. Like, if you sell a beat for five grand, he's going to get two. Mm, you know what yeah. I mean? Because he's the one who hooked you up to get to here. Right. And so that is probably the best way, I would say, before going to a label, um, is to meet with somebody with networking 
uh, skills and a person who knows the ins and outs of the industry, which probably is going to be an A&R. But that's You're another... You're not going to go... But that's another thing. I'm sorry to cut you off. That's another thing. How would I, if I don't know where to get to the A&R, how do I find the, someone, the, the label's A&R, you know? Or how do I have to network? If I'm not doing the promoting, I'm not networking, where can I go? Where where do I meet? Where do I search on Google? Or, you know, how do I know, you know? Uh, you never know. The oh. A&R's personality is, I'm going to go keep my ear to the street. And I'm going to go listen to artists who are considered making noise mm -hmm. in the city. I'm not going to tell them I'm here to see them. I'm just mm -hmm. going to go hang out and take get a drink at the bar and watch. And when if, if they're good enough, after the show's over, he's going to say, hey, you signed with anybody? And you're going to say, uh, no. I'm like, well, this is what I do, blah, 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 blah. And you get his number. And then that's what happens. The people that you see on the internet say, I can help you get your career started. Those are the ones you want to avoid? Nine times out of ten, you might want to avoid those people because you don't have you don't understand the music industry. And when you contact these people, you're going to be paying money. They're going to say, well, you're going to have to give me this to do this and do this. Boo, 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 boo. And this is what it's going to cost. And so those people are there to make money. All those people who you see on those commercials on YouTube, take advantage of my program. Or they, they tell you, I can make you a star. And they got all these gold plaques on the back of their wall. They've got crapped on so much that now they're going to use the skills that they learned that they got crapped on to you mm. <laughs> so that they can make money the same way the label did them. They're bitter and... The water's not coming in, flowing like it used to. And so they use the same tools the label used on them. They use it on somebody else. And so they'll go and solicit this. You'll go to that. Be part of my, you know, subscribe. You subscribe. They know how to pick out the, the, the doof balls in the bunch. If you go to a club, you know who the drunk girl is. You know who the crazy people are. You can just physically see them. You know what it's about. If you're a DJ, you've been DJing for a long time, you can look in the crowd and find out who, what girl is drunk, what girl going oh, home, get, yeah. whatever. It, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, bro. I don't know why, but it's like a... Uh, it's not, I'm not going to say it's a gift. Uh, to me, it's a... Yeah, it's, to me, it's a curse, the fact that I know who is who in a party. You know, like, I know this girl's drunk. I know this one's high. I know this guy's a, a frat boy. I know that this guy does this. I, like, you can That's tell, like, I don't know how we got that done of us that we can tell which one's which, but <laughs> yeah. That's how they get them. Those are the ANRs that's on the net, on, on have web pages. Mm -hmm. They know by you communicating with them if they could screw you over or not. It's just that easy. Jesus. So, unfortunately, that's the way it is. But, hey. Well, <laughs> yeah, bro. It's like, I, I I, can't deny it either because even more stuff that you keep saying is like, oh, wow, that is so true, you know? And people don't, don't, it, that's the thing. That's the thing, Archie. Like, people don't know about this. Everybody believes that they're in this la-la land and that everything is peaches and greens and black and white, and that's it. But they don't know 
any of the shady stuff or all this other stuff that they need to know. And bro, like I learned all this stuff from the streets, man. I went to <laughs> I went to audio school. Yeah. And they give a little bit of touch of how shady the industry is. Touch. <laughs> like they told me, like, be prepared to get be prepared to get screwed over. Be prepared that this is going to happen and, and this, then, so, and so. When I started going into the industry and going even deeper, that's when I started going like, holy crap, this is insane. This is everything I see. If money talks, bullshit, what's right out the way, man? Because I've seen people that they're completely talentless, yet they got a good rep. And that rep basically put them out the map because there was money involved. And when there's money involved, they all right, we do everything. Now you gotta get now you gotta pay me that that cut, you know? Yeah. I always believe this. The people who have the talent and the know-how and actually invest money, listen to me, that invest money in themselves. That will go out and purchase three hundred dollar MIDI keyboards, or spend two thousand dollars on a laptop, or go and spend two thousand dollars on the camera. Who invest in themselves? The people who do that, even though it feels like they're getting overshadowed, are the people who are going to run the industry the right way in the future, mm-hmm. because. Ralph, dubstep producer, is creating another avenue to do what? Talent. Show us talent. Podcast. Would you be doing a podcast 10 years ago? No, man. I would have never thought of making a podcast (laughs) 10 years ago. In fact, 10 years ago, I've heard of the term podcast, but I never knew what it was or what it does. Of what people doing in it, you know, it was just recently that I was I was like, man, I love this. Like, hey. I want I want to get more involved in this, and now I'm I am I'm getting I'm starting to get in there, you know, and I know all these people that I want to get involved with it, so that you know, like, hey, look, let's share the let's share the experience, you know. Yeah, so that is the development of future labels. You're doing artists, uh, what would you call it? Um, uh. Not artist development, but uh, you're, you're, what's the term that they use for that? Uh, do you know how like a HR person communicates with everybody? For their emails? Not through emails, but oh my gosh, I got freaking brain freeze. Um, artist relationship. So what you're doing, you're doing the same thing a label does. You get the know-how and then you start touching the avenues of communication and networking in the foundation of a label. So you already know the music. First thing you got to have is the music and the talent. Next thing you got to know is artist relations. So podcasting is the next form of communication outside of music. Communicating, talking, getting to know people. You're going to meet this person from here, meet from there. 
then you're going to move to other things. you probably start doing uh, live streaming. Oh, yeah. It may, it may happen sooner rather than later. Who knows? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's yeah. all going to develop into you're going to get to a point where you're going to know how to do everything a label needs to do. Right. And then you'll be able to put certain people in places to navigate these things that you already done and you'll manage it. You'll become the Quincy Jones or the, Oof. the you see what I'm saying? Yeah. If you look at the history of Quincy Jones, he was an artist first doing the big bands. He knew instruments. He did it. Then he went on to communicate. He went and do tours and play with other bands, orchestra, start writing, doing all this. Then he got a label. Then he started hiring other people to do this. Blah, blah, blah. But the true talented people that are, are that you feel are getting left out are the ones building the foundations and the groundwork for the future entertainment industry. Because like I said, COVID-19, you would have think of everybody's going to have a record out. Nobody's doing nothing. Mm-hmm. But who's doing it? People with the talent. Putting out content. All the major artists right now are doing Zoom. Putting out content, whether it sounds crappy or not. You got Babyface and freaking Teddy Riley. I'm freaking IG Live. Music sound like crap over the net. Over the freaking net. But you know, you, but this is the groundwork. And the only people that are able to do this is people who have the talent. They're already put records out. They're artists. They've been on the label. They've already done this, done this. Why are they getting involved in podcasting? And Lil Wayne got a podcast. Why are they doing this? They're going to be the future developers of entertainment. So I want to, I want to ask you that. Um, What do you think the future is leading up to music overall for like, you think labels are going to be relevant in the future or there's going to be much more of a self-release concept? Now that we actually have the tools for it. Man, it's definitely going to be more of a self-driven industry. Mm. Now all the tools are in are, are even. You can distribute your own music by yourself. You can sing by yourself. You can act like a fool by yourself and you can get paid for it. All you got to sure. do is have for real. <laughs> so... <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, look at Sits9, bro. Okay. And he still he, he snitched and he's still popping. Like how the hell, bro? How the hell? And then get Nicki Minaj on the next record. Oh Jesus. And it's just like no matter how listen, the next wave of music is gonna be the people who know, know how to navigate and communicate with people. They don't care what you did, what kind of idiot idiot you are. If you can make money, we can make money. And I'm gonna go and jump on the bandwagon. Aren't <laughs> so, we, aren't we all, huh? <laughs> but yeah, the future of music, man, it's it's open. It's not gonna change. The talented will make music. The non-talented will be on World Star and YouTube. 
<laughs> now TikTok. Now TikTok's the new trend. Yeah. And, and TikTok and all these other social media uh, outlets. And the major labels will be a place where you could pick and choose who you want to distribute overseas. They're going to handle the overseas stuff because that's still what an uh, 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 indie label can't do. Mm. Manage to get through all those nooks and crannies in Europe and all those other big places that make the huge money. The labels still have the lock and key on those because you need some people in the inside and those are the only people and they not giving that up. They may give you your masters, but they ain't giving you the channels to get over in London and, and Peru and all those places Preach. that purchase like, and even Japan, they buy more rap music than black, white, Spanish put together. Bro, Japan, the hip hop scene in Japan is the shit over there. Yeah. So. That's, that's insane. So, Let's go to the talk. Let's talk about the pros and cons to all this stuff because you know the whole the whole topic about like don't set demos to to record labels. Just make great music. It's gotten more switches. Like man, like just focus on making music, man. You know. But I want to hear the pros and cons into sending like sending music to the labels and making music with these labels or dealing with these and what are the pros and cons in self-releasing yourself, you know, like, so what are your pros and cons with working with a label? Um, as far as the label concerned, I, especially in this time in the digital area, yeah, yeah, I would not solicit any music. If you want to get signed, if you want to solicit anything, solicit a live show or your talent, that means go get in a show and perform. You performing on a, a CD or some type of media and you sending it to someone doesn't show them what type of person you are. Mm-hmm. So you have to flip the mentality of putting your talent on a CD and giving it to somebody who doesn't know you to going to perform at a show and everybody can see you perform. Right. So you want to take back the understanding of a CD is going to get you signed. It's not. It's the person and the personality that gets get you signed, not the CD. So don't mail your CD to a label expecting them to say, oh, my gosh, this is the best rap I ever know. Go and perform the same mentality you got to send a CD to someone unless they ask for it. Mm. They have to actually ask for it and use that mentality. Instead of sending the CD, send yourself and do shows and perform. Sending your CD to labels is not going to get you anywhere. It's just going to get you depressed. <laughs> Down, rejected, yeah. lonely, you know, all the above and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. But I, I believe my pros and cons in, in when working with a label, releasing from a label, is that obviously the biggest pro is that you're working with a label that you want to work with, you know, you're working with some of the artists that are in that label that you probably have looked up for. Um, The exposure is going to be there. They're going to market yourself in a way like, you know, like you felt like, Oh my God, never knew I can market myself like that. Um, Like you said earlier, um, they got those connections to those uh, overseas places. 
that they can actually distribute their your your song or your EP or your album or whatever out out there, you know. Cons to all this is just, you know, you can't like doing for the like you said, sending the CDs is not the answer. It, they're not gonna get paying attention. So it it's still the same thing when it comes to sending them uh music for through their demo submission links or their emails it it ain't nothing like you're not like you need to present yourself not not your music you know um not like con is the deals you're gonna get to like you're not gonna get the best deal ever is the deal that they you know they they can give you so it's not it's basically slim picking you know um what other cons do you think of working with a label could you come up with it depends. Well, it depends on what the label actually does. There's a label who signs artists. There's a label who writes music. There's labels who solicit music for soundtracks. There's labels do different things now. There's not just a record label. You go to sing. So you can get signed with a, ra- a major label or what we consider made it type of signing where you get money or some type of advance by being a writer. Mm. Writing songs. Rappers don't write their own music. No. They had this whole big thing with Drake and all them talking about he don't write his own rhymes. And there's a lot of people write music and get the more money than Drake and the artists. Right. So um I still think it depends on what the label is gonna offer you. If you just don't have any avenues that you could see within yourself to help promote yourself to get further, yeah, nine times out of ten. You probably shouldn't be doing music. Well said. Too. If you can't find any way to solicit your music, then you don't have the artistry to be creative. An artist is creative. An artist will find ways creatively to get his music heard. If you get to a place where you don't know what to do, you're not an artist. Sorry. Straight <laughs> up, bro. Straight up. <laughs> Please, people listening to this, please take this with with heart. What are what are what are your pros and cons into like self release? Oh man, that's everything. That's that's what a creator does. He finds ways to get people to see him, whether it's on the sidewalk, in the streets, on the beach, singing with a change bucket on the street, playing your guitar. That is releasing yourself. You just doing it live. <laughs> I guess You're like physically going to a place and performing. Right. That is releasing. It doesn't necessarily have to be on some type of media, although yes, it has this new digital era. You have to release it. So you're gonna have to record content that you perform live and then also distribute it on a channel or something where somebody can actually see it. But self-distribution. Is the biggest thing you can do right now. That is the new wave. And that's where you find your fans, your followers, your TikTok followers. All those people are doing some sort of, it's a very low level, but it's promoting themselves. And they're not expecting anything in return. They just want to do it. That's what TikTok is. I'm going to dance and act stupid. And people are going to follow me and laugh and get likes. But that is actually the beginning stages of a mentality of an artist. They should want to do everything they can because they feel like they have something that people have to see. 
and they'll find a way to do it. Amen. No matter if it's on the in the streets or yep. on the show, they'll find a way to do it. So then again, yes, it's a great thing for artists to promote themselves. That's the term that's in business promotion, but it's the same thing that social media is doing right now in its entirety. It's promoting whoever it is. They go on and they promote themselves because they feel they have a funny joke dance. They look good. That's what they're doing. So that is probably outside of the talent. Promoting yourself is bigger than talent because a lot of people who promote themselves over and over again, they really can't sing that much, but they have so many followers and gravitate to so many people that they become popular and it just, they just connect. So that is, I think that's 75% is promotion. 25% is talent. I agree. (laughs) And that's the biggest problem I have right now. The promotion marketing. So I need to like show show off myself with without a shirt more often so that way people can see me. <laughs> At least when people can notice me, you know. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out ways to do it, but little by little we're getting there. So we're going to wrap this up very quickly. Um what are your recommendations to when you're in this type of scenario? If you're in a brand new what would you recommend for people that are just starting out? They want this. They really want this. But don't know where to go or what what to do. What what do you recommend? First thing you should do if you want to be an artist, get some confidence. Mm, Number one. You have to have confidence. If you have no confidence, people are not going to believe you if you got a great song. You have to sing it with confidence. You got to rap it with confidence. You have to perform with confidence. You can't get up there on stage standing like a freaking stick going blah, 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 looking around terrified. The first thing you do as an artist is get confidence. The only way you get confidence is if you have talent. If you know you can do something, you won't be afraid. (laughs) So confidence. (laughs) Get some confidence. That's what separates the major artists from underground artists. They have the confidence to do whatever it takes and show themselves in regular scenarios and home, brushing their teeth. You have to be totally comfortable with being open with tons of people looking at you. If you can do that, you can develop any skill you want to have. Confidence is the main thing you need to have. I agree. To be an artist. Absolutely. Um, I guess in my recommendation to all this, I agree 100% with what RGF said. Like, yes, this is definitely all about confidence, you know, have that talent for it. I guess what, what I can add to it is like, make sure where is it that you want to go? What's the direction you want to head to, you know? Like, if you want to be a dubstep producer, I right, start making dubstep beats. Listen to your your favorite artists, you know, analyze their songs and then try to recreate and then create your own style of it. And, you know, became. Um, 
learn how to market yourself, you know? Try to, like, you can go to YouTube or if you're on school, then try to take some marketing classes, why not? Like, it doesn't bother to to learn a little bit. But yeah, learn how to market yourself because if you learn how to market yourself, I 100% guarantee you don't need a label and the label is going to look for you instead of you look for the label, you know? And that's completely related to the topic of today's like when it comes to why not send the label send demos to these labels on demo submissions or links or emails whatever like or even cds whatever you want to think like i always still believe the fact that you know you don't go to the label the label comes to you if your music is shit like you said if your music is amazing if you have the talent if you know how to market yourself and get yourself out there and get yourself heard somehow somebody's going to listen. Somebody's going to like it. Somebody's going to recommend it to somebody. It's going to lead out to a label and label's going to like, hey, man, I listened to some of yours from such and such, man. We would like to, you know, talk. Do you believe that, Archie? Absolutely. If you keep soliciting yourself and putting content out there, somebody's eventually going to find you. It's inevitable. But you still, and I would say you still have to, in order to create all those avenues and do the things that Ralph was telling you to do, you have to believe in yourself. That's where the confidence comes in at. Yeah. You have to have confidence that you can go out and do it. You can't be scared to tell people who you are or go check my webpage or come do this. You have to be able to have the, the, the guts to stand behind your talent. You're not going to stand behind your talent if you feel you don't have it all 100%. You'll be nervous. Go, oh, shit, I may hit the wrong note or I may say the wrong thing. A person who don't gives a crap, yo, you need to check, boo, 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 boo. You check this out, boo, boo. And a rap right on the spot, a sing right on the spot, don't care where they at, sing on crappy sound system, it's confidence. Yep. You don't care what medium it is. That talent is your superpower. Yeah. I agree. So, yeah. So we're going to wrap this up. Our final thoughts to this, man, like be confident, learn to market yourself, promote yourself every day and make sure that your music is that level of amazingness, you know, like top notch. Because even though you can have all the above, but if your music is not top notch, then what you're doing right now is pointless, you know? Just make sure your music is not polished turd. <laughs> and boy do, boy, do I hear that a lot, bro. I hear a lot of people who believe that they self-proclaim that they're actually pretty good. And when I listen to the music, I'm like, Whew, oh boy, um, I don't know where to start. All right, I'm just going to ignore you. <laughs> I'm sorry guys but it's the truth so I mean any you got any thoughts man like any final thoughts yeah definitely I mean shout out to you and you creating a way to uh, give people an understanding of what they need to do to get the get the next channel of their life going also uh, people if you're listening 
It doesn't happen overnight. Anybody who's made any type of life for themselves in the entertainment business, they'll say, man, it took me 10 years and 12 years and all these years just to do this. So it doesn't happen overnight. What happens overnight and is one night stands. So (laughs) you bang you Sunday and they don't want to call you on Monday. (laughs) The quicker they are, the faster they live. So yeah, doesn't happen overnight and confidence, man. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it for you to stick it by to this episode. It means a lot. I mean, it's it's very refreshing to hear about other stuff besides my own. I'm pretty sure everybody's like, are we going to have other people besides talking to yourself, Wolfson? <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry, people. Like, Archie's going to stick around in the series. Well, he's going to pop in, pop in around once in a while or every other uh, episode, you know, talk about these certain subjects that I personally cannot talk about myself because I know it's better off to have a second opinion about it, you know. And that's another thing that um, the, you usually learn, you know, because you also want to have a second opinion in certain topics. Like there's certain topics that I, I can talk about myself and I can have my own beliefs of what's happening. But then there's others like this about devil submission that I think in a way and others like Archie can do think differently and somehow we co- we connect each other and we find a way to like all right how can we help out others that are listening to you know so archie is there any other social medias that you want to plug yourself away you know to let the people know what you're doing and whatnot no anything i'll announce it'll be on your podcast <laughs> <laughs> good enough for me then <laughs> All right. So I do like the ANRs. Don't look for me. I'll find you. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, no, I thank you very much, man. And thank you everybody for listening. And remember, every week it's a brand new episode with a brand new topic. So be sure to like and subscribe to you get your weekly episodes at the Lone Wolf Podcast for SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And now you can also check on my YouTube channel at LoneWolfPod.com. That's LoneWolfPod.com. So comment down below to share your experience. And who knows, guys, we, we want to we hear your thoughts. We want to hear what, what experience you've gone through. So if, if you got something to talk about, hey, we'll mention you on the next episode. So thank you guys for tuning in and see you guys in the next one. Deuces.